0: I'm Rob Morris, and welcome to Season 2 of Beyond the Game, Moore's hyper-local sports podcast. Before we get to this week's episode, we'd like to thank all the sponsors who make this podcast possible. Norman Regional Health System, offering a free Saturday ortho clinic for high school athletes at their Norman and Midwest City locations, and Beneficial Automotive Maintenance, working to help you avoid costly car problems before they happen. The More Lady Lions have been on a roller coaster ride this season, notching some big wins and coming really close against some of the state's best teams. Coach Brent Hodges dropped in to talk about how his team is approaching their run toward the postseason. Coach Hodges, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the podcast. Um, it, it's been a, it's, it's been an interesting ride for the uh, the More Lady Lions this year. You guys have had some good wins. You've had some close losses. It's it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Uh how are you feeling as you head into the last couple of weeks of the regular season?
1: You know, we're we're feeling pretty good at where we are now over the last few weeks. Um I mean, you're right, we we've been on a roller coaster uh this whole season. Um we've we've played well and uh, there's been some games where uh, we've kind of left uh let the gym kind of scratch in our head uh of us not playing well. Um so um but I, I feel like over the last few weeks we've really uh got some things uh going well in the right direction offensively and defensively. Um so um so yeah, I I feel like we're doing we're doing a lot better. Um and uh, you know, there's been some you know, close loss to um, Owasso early in the year on a neutral floor. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have had back the game at UConn, the game that – versus Westmore. Uh, we had some kids out that game and, um, you know, uh, did our best and uh, just kind of, um, you know, lost that one in the fourth quarter. And then, uh, you know, you played a really tough Edmund North team, and uh, but we had some good wins. Norman North, Deer Creek, um, you know, uh, played Booker T. Washington down to the last, um, you know, really the last possessions and they're number four in the state. So, you know, I feel like we've we've done some good things, be the good Edmund Santa Fe team, be the good Shawnee team. So uh, so we're nine and eight right now and headed into the last uh, uh six games of the season. Regular season.
0: Yeah, it it was that the, the the games that really caught my eye on the schedule. Um the, the Booker T game at the John Nobles tournament, which um like you said, you guys were in that game right down to the wire. Uh and then you come back and you get the win against uh Millwood and Norman North. Um, mm-hmm. it, it seems like as a team, you guys are really starting to figure things out at the right time.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, we, we, we've had some kids really come along over the last few weeks. Uh, Tiara Perry, uh, she's a junior really kind of step up defensively and start scoring the ball a little bit better. Um, Taryn Cottrell, a junior, uh, really came, has come along over the last few weeks, um, You know, she's playing really good basketball defensively and offensively and rebounding well. Um, Libby J. Hughes, I mean, everyone knows, everyone's heard her name on the softball field, but uh, she does such a great job. Um, She's our second leading scorer this year and uh, leading rebounder and just doing a fantastic job um, on the court. And then Albany Browse has really, over the last um, probably three weeks, has really come along over the last few weeks, uh, scoring the ball, being a consistent scorer that we needed um, every night in, night out. I mean, I think she's averaging uh, fifteen points above over the last three weeks. So uh, being that leader in practice and leader on the floor uh, that we need. So and putting the ball in the basket, which is uh kind of what we needed to to have happen. So we've had some kids really um, play well over the last few weeks, and uh, you know, Allie McDougal has played. Um, you know, uh, she you know she's been a role kid, um, really, her almost most of her career here in this last few weeks, she's really started stepping up scoring, you know, scoring in eight, eight points, 10 points a game. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're getting, uh, some of our other ones, um, kind of been banged up injured a little bit, um, over the last few weeks. Hopefully they're, they're kind of starting to get on the mend a little bit, get a little healthier, uh, for this kind of this last push.
0: Does the, uh... The I know the the Stillwater game, I don't know if it's been completely canceled or just delayed. Does um, there's, this there's week like this, where you have the virtual days and the cancellation or postponement of games, does it help you with those kind of things, with like injuries? Um, and what does it do to your kind of rhythm and the things that the team is, is starting to get into?
1: Yeah, this, the Stillwater game is going to be made up Saturday night at home, February 4th. Um, so that's not completely canceled because it is a conference game. So we do have to make that up. So we're going to, we're going to be making that up. Um, so we'll, we'll be, we'll be doing that Saturday, but you know, a week like this week, you know, um, there's good and bad to it. Um, the good part is, Hey, our kids get to rest they get to sleep a little bit more. They get, maybe get caught up on some schoolwork that they've been maybe a little bit behind on. I know some of our kids with their online stuff, have gotten caught up and got a little bit ahead. Um, but also, I mean, there is a little bit of, you know, we get to practice a little bit, um, at certain times of the day when it's warm and things are melted off. Um, you know, it, we can get out of rhythm a little bit. Um, you know, we didn't get to practice Monday or Tuesday. Um, we got to practice Wednesday and I think we'll get to practice today. Today's Thursday. So I think we'll get to practice today. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, so because we play tomorrow. Uh, so it, it can take you a little bit out of rhythm, um, but also, it can kind of rejuvenate some legs, and kind of get their legs back underneath them. They get to rest a little bit, so it's a good and a bad thing. But uh, hopefully, this point in the year, you know, if three or four, you know, a couple of days off doesn't set us back too much because we've been going since October one, so mm-hmm. shouldn't set us back too much.
0: Cool. All right. So, looking at the rest of the schedule, you've got Norman North on Friday night, Stillwater on Saturday, uh, and then next Tuesday you have got number three in the. Um, the, or number two now, I think they are in the West, Edmond Memorial coming in. Um, yeah. Uh, and then you get the rematch against Westmore, Mustang, and Southmore to close out the season. That's a pretty yeah. good competitive stretch. What are you expecting from your girls as you head down these last two weeks?
1: Um, you know, my expectations is, you know, we're going to go out and compete and we're going to try to go win every game. Um, you know, the playoff seedings cut off. What it cuts off Saturday or Sunday. This is our last day, so those last four games don't count towards playoff seedings, which Mm -hmm. is also really kind of, it's also maddening because they count towards conference and city championship stuff, which is a lot to play for, um, but doesn't count towards playoff seedings. But, um, you know, maybe those last four games is a little bit more growth. Maybe some stuff we try to put in uh, for playoffs. Um, Maybe some new sets or a little, you know, kind of a little... Kink here, a little twist there um, of what we're doing, and uh, mainly just executing, keeping our execution level high, um, and stay in a good rhythm. Um, that's one of our big things is stay in a good rhythm, keep playing good basketball as we go into playoffs. Um, you know, and winning you know, I think we're going six years in a row now that we've been either outright city champs or shared city champs. So I know our kids are wanting to compete for that. And, uh, mm-hmm. just go play well. Just go play well. I mean, that's, um, you know, we, we talk about it. We talked about it at the beginning of the year. We read a book called Chop Wood Carry Water. And it's about, uh, it's not about, uh, the end result. It's about the journey and how we get there. And I think our mm-hmm. kids have embraced that this year of trying to get to the end result the right way. And uh, I think yeah. they're we're staying, we're staying on that track, and our kids are kind of taking it one day at a time, one game at a time. So uh, we try to keep it. We try to keep that in perspective for them.
0: Sure. Yeah. And the good news for you guys is um, being in the West, uh, the furthest away you might have to travel for a playoff is uh, Edmond. Um, you're not yeah. going to have to go to Tulsa. So yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've,
1: yeah. I've, I've had to do that before. It's. I mean, I think my first year here, we had to go to a regional in Muskogee uh which was uh not ideal. So but uh, uh that's kinda how things get divided up sometimes and that's just kinda how it is.
0: Yep. Life in high school basketball and with uh the split between East and West it does make things interesting. Okay, so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about just some of the general things that are going on in high school basketball right now. Um the the first that just I, I can't help but but Notice, as a boomer, okay, I'm old, I want to admit, I just I grew up in a high school where you went to the high school, that was your high school, and you lived, breathed, died those colors, that mascot, that team, all the way through high school. I, it, it amazes me that every year it seems like kids that played for you, all of a sudden they're playing for another high school now. And, and I know um, over at Southmore, they had two kids that were playing for them last year, two great Prospects and now they're playing yeah. for another high school up in the in the metro and and I'm just looking at things like the the name image and likeness, which is drifting down to the high school level now and and this really really kind of wide open transfer landscape. what's your feelings about how all of these things are impacting high school basketball
1: yeah um I mean over the last i think five years, I think we've you know we we've been fortunate. I think we've only had two kids, um, over the last five years, move out and go play somewhere else that played for us. Uh, which has been, we're very fortunate. I think two or three kids, uh, we've been very fortunate. Uh, but also we've been on the other end where we've had kids who have moved to us. Um, you know, uh, there's been, we've, we've, we've had a lot of those kind of kind of kids too. um, so, I mean, I, I would say we've been on the um, good end, good end of that um, over the last probably five or six years. Um, it, it is changing. Um, there is more movement now in high school basketball than in high schools. Just high school sports. It's not just basketball. It's just, it's in every sport. Um, I think basketball is a little bit more amplified because you have club basketball in the summer is such a big deal. Um, I think kids are trying to kind of maybe sometimes go play with um, people they've played with in the summer before. Um, Sometimes it's, you know, it's a kid that maybe wants to get more exposure for college, you know, to go to bigger high school to more of a prominent high school and a metro area to get more exposure for college recruiting. Um, You know, we've seen, you know people go to a certain school because they you know a lot of their kids go play college basketball um you know so we, we've seen it in all all facets i think nil is i you know i say i don't think nil is going to impact it that much um i i really you know we're going to have to kind of be a wait to be seen kind of thing um but i think it could impact a little bit um, i just don't it's the heart of it i don't see you know i look at the college landscape um, you know, Division One, like you know, we look at one of our former players, Leah. She has a couple of NIL situations and deals, and she makes some. You know, she makes some money off that. Um, but you know, I have had some other players that are playing Division One basketball. They don't have NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Kids that are playing Division Two basketball don't have NIL deals. NAI, NAI and JUCO, they don't have NIL deals. I, I, I would find it hard to believe that if we're not giving NIL deals to Division Two and NAI athletes that we're going to be handing a lot of NIL deals off to high school athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it it could happen, uh, but on the level of like, when you think NIL, you think in all those, you know, everyone thinks of like, you know, Spencer Rattler getting a a bunch of money and a a Dodge Viper. You know, people think of that. I don't think that's going to be taking place in high school sports. Um, But I could be wrong. Um, I just don't think businesses and advertisers are going to be using high school kids to do that. And only thing, only way I could see them using high school kids to do that is if it's a high school kid that has a massive social media following, because that's what people are after. They're after clicks. They're after um, kind of those things. We went through a training uh, with our district, a more public schools district, and that's what they're looking at. And there's a kid out of um, on the east side that um, he, he has a couple of NIL, NIL deals already, and you know he, he's a he's a solid football player, but he has those NIL deals because he has over I think 700,000 followers on Snapchat or TikTok or one of those so I mean that's why he's getting the deals so um, I think it has more to do with your social media influence than it really does um, just hey you're a really good basketball player, a good football player so I think it's going to change um, and I just think the transferring and the open transfer um, stuff I mean yes you can open transfer to other schools but that still has to go through the OSSAA and you know, there's a whole lot of red tape to go through that. So, you know, I, I think it's – the landscape is change, changing. Some good, some for the good, and some for, you know, some
0: I kind of scratch my head at. So, Yeah, I hear you. Fortunately, the social media landscape is such a gentle and forgiving place where everybody loves everybody. It's all unicorns and kittens and stuff like that. There's There's nothing bad going on in social media.
1: No, never,
0: never. 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 yeah
1: it's uh, it's, uh, it's a interesting place
0: yeah it really is i don't even want to go there yeah and and you know it's interesting too i i'm like you i don't think nil is going to be as dramatic overall as um in high school as it is in the division 1 level but on the on the one hand and, and also dealing with transfers as well i it's hard to blame parents uh and kids um for wanting to get the best situation for themselves. I mean, that um, that's the flip side of the deal is you want loyalty to your school and to your teammates. But, you know, if a kid has a chance to go somewhere and it elevates them to a division one prospect, it, it's really kind of hard to blame parents for, for doing everything yeah. they can because they think they're doing the best for their kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, some people look at it with a, a raised eyebrow, but um, a lot of these parents out there are trying to do the best best they can for their kids to put them in the best situation possible to have the best success. And I think all parents try to do that. Um, and, you know, some parents aren't in a situation where they're in the best situation for their kid and they try to move them to that. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've had kids come to us and we've had, we've had a few kids along the way leave. Um, and you just kind of have to, Hey, if that's what you think the best situation is for you. Great. You think the best situation is here for is here for you. Great. Um, but uh, you know, to to you know, you got you got to go support kids and hopefully uh, you know mm-hmm. everything works out in the end for for all for every kid.
0: Yep. Hey, uh, one last question. Then um, I've I noticed on social media uh, you were a big proponent of a shot clock in high school basketball, and I, I think there's a growing movement towards that but um the OSSA voted that down talk to me about where we stand with that shot clock and do you see that becoming a reality in the future
1: yeah so the shot clock um uh, it's been a conversation over the last probably really 3 or 4 years um in nationally so here's the the short version of it um uh, the national high school federation uh, uh which is governs all the bodies of like the OSSAA that govern every state. Um they made it legal to have a shot clock in high school basketball. Right now we're sitting at nine states having a shot clock. Um so Oklahoma, we they sent out a bunch of voting, the coaches voted, the principals voted, the administrators voted, um three A through six A, everybody was in favor uh two A and B it was a little bit on the fifty fifty. Um so we agreed on that and the coaches, the administrators and the OSSA executive directors, um, you know, David Jackson and all those all those uh, folks up there, um, they all agreed on it and um we were all in agreement and they took it to the board. Board uh, the board voted it down. Uh, the board is made up of administrators across the state of Oklahoma, fifteen administrators. Um, I think it's going to be re-proposed in the next few months. Um, so I think it, I think it will pass. It was voted down eight seven. Um, the so I, I think we're close to getting that, and I think it will be on a, you know, what if it gets voted in the spring? I think next year is going to be on a trial. Like, hey, can we play at tournaments? And then the next year it'll be, all right, hey, now we're playing it for real in season. Uh, so I think there's going to be kind of Arkansas did it a few years ago. They did a, they did a tournament for a year, then they implemented it, uh, in the, uh, in the regular season and in playoffs. So I think it'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, I think it's just, it's just going to take some time. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing is, and districts have to really measure this for themselves is, um, you know, financially what it's going to take. Um, you know, at our high school, you know, more high school with an older gym. So, the wiring and all the stuff for our gym is going to take a little bit more. You know, Southmore and Westmore, they're newer gyms, the wiring is a little bit easier um, for kind of the wireless stuff. So, um, each school is going to be a little bit different in their financial cost. I think that's what everyone's looking at right now is what it's going to be financially and and also how it's going to change the game. Um, you know, we played in a tournament in Arkansas. Oh, I think it was Leah and Harjo, Leah Moore and Rachel Harjo's sophomore year. Played in the tournament champions, we could play with a shot clock there, and uh, dramatically changed the game. Um, first time I've ever coached with a shot clock, and it changed how I coached. Uh, it was a lot more fun; our kids loved it. So I think once it, I think once it happens and people get used to it, I think it's going to be going to create a, a more exciting brand of basketball for the state of Oklahoma. I think people will enjoy, especially come playoff time and state tournament time.
0: Yep. Well, that's a great summation and uh, a great look at how things are going. I really appreciate you taking time to do that, Coach. And thanks so much for spending a, a little bit of time with us today talking about the Moore Lady Lions. Um, best of luck here as you go through the next couple of weeks and head for the playoffs. I expect uh, you guys to to make a mark in there.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for all you do for uh, local sports here in the Moore area, and uh, keep up the great work. And uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure, we'll talk to
0: you soon. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Game. We're grateful for the support of all our sponsors. You can listen to Beyond the Game wherever you get your podcast or online at moremonthly.com. We'll be dropping new podcasts weekly, so you can follow More Monthly on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up with the latest episodes. And if you think about it, hit the like button and give us a rating and review. It helps spread the word about Beyond the Game out to other listeners.